0: Hello and welcome to the weekly football review show myself Gav Mack, to my left is Alex Osborne, to my right is Stephen Buck, well it might be the flip the other way around depending on which way you're watching it, so uh, this is how I'm going to say it and that's the way it is, it's its to up top, uh, game day 21 recorded live from Stalker studio, the best studio in the whole Northampton in association with the male coach, my favourite boozer and the best boozer in the whole Northamptonshire and Macau Sports Bar & Grill on 51st and 8th in New York City just by... Times Square, so if you ever want to go to Times Square, you fancy a decent pint, go say hi to cabs. Um, New Year's Day, it's always a random day in terms of what results normally happen. Um, I want find that the, the festive period on a whole is a little bit weird. You don't have a... You look at the fixture, you think, oh, well, it's obvious that's going to happen, and it's obvious this is going to happen, and it doesn't always seem the case. No. Um, most of that is down to fixture,
1: congestion... Um. There's so many games in such a short space of time. Mm. Uh, even the big teams struggle to be able to rotate their squads yeah. well enough to really give those players a rest. Um, the, the changing of the formats that so you got games happening on Fridays and Mondays as well. I don't think that's really helped. So. I don't think anyone knows what
0: day's what. To be honest, I um yeah, all day I thought it was Tuesday. I still don't way. know what that is. <laughs> well, so it's, a, it's, a, it's a Monday, right? It? <laughs> might, might as well be, it's yeah. two up top day. Yeah, that's that's right. what day yeah, it is, yeah. it's two up top day. Um, I want to start with Watford, if I'm honest. Um, mm. Because Watford, guaranteed to go down, it was obvious it was going to happen. Nigel Pearson's come in and I don't know what he said, but it's completely turned the whole mentality of the club around. Alex, like, what 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 do you think of the way Watford have been playing recently? Well, they, they've clearly,
2: they clearly... I think we we had this conversation, I don't know whether it was the last show we did or the show before, where we talk about managers could be delivering the same message, mm. but players relate to one manager more than they relate to another. Yeah, I see that. Um, which is where you get your new manager bounce from. And that's potentially what's happened here with Watford. Now, uh, are we saying that Nigel Pearson is a better manager than, what, Kike Sanchez-Flores and... Who's the other guy that
0: they had? Uh, Uh, Javi Gracia. Gracia. Well, the thing is, you know, Pearson went into Leicester a couple of years back. Leicester, bottom of the table around Christmas time. He got them to 14th. He was sacked for whatever reason. Don't know. But then whatever happened after, we know. Leicester went on to win the league. I'm not saying that Watford are going to go on and win the league. Uh, I'm not saying that in any way, shape or form. However, they have picked up 10 points from a possible 12. Mm. And they're beating teams that are around them. Not necessarily the game on New Year's Day, that was against Wolves, but you walk into that thinking, well, Wolves are going to do this. you know. So what what, what are your thoughts on, on Watford and, and how, how that could be turned
1: around? I, personally, I just think it's a case of new manager, fresh energy. Um, looking at the squad, I don't think that they're going to suddenly miraculously start climbing the league and finishing mid-table. That's mm. too much of an ask, although the, there isn't that many points between around about 13th place down to... No. Yeah, so, the, I mean, the table, as you see, is very bunched. And
2: I agree uh, here because the one thing that Pearson had at Leicester that he doesn't have at Norwich is he had a killer striker in Vardy, yeah. which nobody quite realised then when he had him. But I don't see who's that Who's that killer striker for Watford.
0: No. Uh, Troy Dini, mate. Um... <laughs> <laughs> well, he's more of a killer than a team physical-wise. I, than I, I think, think Troy yeah. brings
1: a lot. He brings... Uh, certainly a passion for the club. He loves yeah. Watford through and through. Yeah, I think he brings leadership. I'd agree with that. He brings a physicality to the game, which certainly when you're down in that bottom section of the table, you do need someone that's going to be... Yeah, you can't,
0: I mean, you can't have a load of flair players. No. Like, Don't get me wrong, they've got a, a, a fantastic flair player in the shape of De Feu, but you can't rely on De Feu to bring your goals. No, and when you're in that bottom scrap, it
1: is a scrap. You mm. need players that are prepared to scrap and Dini is that player Yeah. yeah. Um, given where he is with his age given where Watford are in the table I don't think this is going to be something that's going to last the whole way through the rest of the season this is nothing more than a lift for them it may get them just out of the relegation scrap for now they'll probably fall back in it later on in the season yeah Yeah. Uh, you, we see this all the time
2: don't you clubs will have a little part of the season where they'll go on a 4 or 5 unbeaten run and everyone's like oh
0: they're, Ooh, gonna are these? Stay, they're gonna stay yeah.
2: up, yeah. Um, but eventually, it will then just peter out and it will fall. And I've I've got a feeling that's what's gonna uh, gonna happen
0: to Watford. Unfortunately for for our boy here at uh, Stalkers, yeah, might not want to be listening to that. But uh, I'll, I'll yeah, be. luckily, luckily, it's not gonna be here until six o'clock. So hopefully, you'll miss that. <laughs> um, right. So um, into the game, um, Watford at uh, Wolves. I felt started really brightly. I thought they really took the game to Watford. And when you're looking at the game as a whole, you're thinking. It's not a matter of a time of if; it's more of a case of when Wolves are going to score. But they were sloppy at the back. Watford pounced. Delafayu completely gets one to win a play. It was a good finish. But then it was after then when they got the goal. When they stepped up, um, Corey, he got a slight deflection. Um, but it's great for him to score a goal on his birthday as well. Did you know he's the only player to celebrate a birthday on New Year's Day and score in the Premier League on New Year's Day. In Premier League history That's a bit of pointless information for you You may need it in the future On whatever quiz game you want to see Um, Neto became Wolves' youngest ever goal scorer um, In the Premier League uh, With his deflected shot He was quite happy I was really happy for him to to bag after what happened at the weekend I was going to
2: say yeah Because he scored against Liverpool
0: well, scored he, he against scored Liverpool. against Liverpool <laughs> yeah. he scored against Liverpool that should have stood it yeah. should have been a goal yeah. and um, um got sent off towards the end found on Yotta. originally yellow card was given and went to our good old pal VAR um, what are your thoughts on that gents because me that is not denying an obvious goal scoring opportunity so I don't know what they're seeing as you part we had a big uh,
2: we had a big debate about this the last show didn't we uh, what is it obvious goal
1: scoring opportunity what isn't. And I think that's the grey area. It's it's VAR is only it's meant to come in when it is exactly that, but it's the referee's discretion and it's meant to be a clear and obvious error on behalf of the referee. So there you draw the line. Well, it's, it's, I, love it, it,
2: again, I love that saying clear and obvious. Um, oh, oh. <laughs> well here's the other thing as well with VAR, it's now being shifted from the manag- the referee on the pitch to the referee that's in the control. Exactly yeah.
1: So yeah. It, and there's only, what, I, two people over in Stoppy Park that are reviewing all this stuff? Yeah. But that's what half or a quarter of the size of what they've got over at Sky Sports reviewing stuff just yeah. to be able to give people an opinion to feed. They've It's just not right. It's not right. I do think VAR is here to stay. VAR is probably the future, but not in the current way that it's running.
0: it's mm, no, a lot of work. I agree. Um, Nigel Pearson's old club, Leicester, they went up to Newcastle and... Picked up a, a very emphatic victory. Um, Leicester changed their style a little bit. They had the midfield three that we love, we all love. Um, but they went with five at the back. What do you, what, what do you think your thoughts on that? I... I don't understand the reason uh, They've not played five at the back all season, so why why change it for a mid it, side? That's completely out of form.
2: It's a reaction... Is it? A, I think it's a reaction to the Liverpool and City pastings they've taken. Mm. Brendan Rodgers is clearly... Um, wanting to try to get ahead of his players in case they have a bad run of form. Mm. Right? And he's thinking, right, to freshen it up a bit, let's go with five at the back. We can then... Um, it's also because he rotated again because as far as, as I'm aware Vardy didn't take any part in this. No, it's still it's carrying
0: him on and knock. So um, they went with um Isaac
2: Perez so, and Ian Acho. So maybe he thought that five at the back suited the players that he had available to that side. And also it sprung a surprise on Newcastle and they weren't able to deal with it mm. really. So it it was a it was a it was a refreshing move if I'd 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 say um mainly because as I say I thought Leicester, after their two pacings they'd taken, were very disappointed in both of those games, weren't they? Oh, oh in the city, and in the Liverpool city, Liverpool games, games. Yeah. and you know, I, 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 did question whether they would then start to have a bit of reg- uh, regression. But you know, if if may, maybe their position, maybe their position is a bit of false in terms of they're ahead of City when really then they're not. They shouldn't. They're not a better side
1: than City, are they? Clearly. Um, I don't think the table
0: really lies that much. No, I, 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 I think squad wise, well, uh, City
1: are far stronger. But in terms of how that team players have started eleven, it, it, the it, table it, doesn't lie. It, it, you say, you say, say it doesn't play. lie, but then when they
2: played against each other, City just absolutely squashed them. Like, and they showed they and they showed them far too much respect. And they had they that game played out that they were never ever going to. Okay, they took the lead, but they were just second second best in every aspect of that game. So. To me, uh, okay, there's one point between them, but City are a far better team than Leicester. Um, are we
0: um, now potentially questioning Leicester's top four? No,
2: no, no, no. There, there, there's, uh, I think Leicester are the best. What I'm trying to say is, you have clearly got Liverpool the best team, City the next best team, and then Leicester are the best of the best. Mm. Um, and maybe that's how it's going to shake out for the rest of the way here. I, I, I still question. I still question whether they will be quite as clear as of say fourth but you know they'll finish in the top four I think but they mainly because of other teams which have kind of as we'll see here in the Premier League table have, have had a really bad season
0: yeah um, Newcastle they had a bit of resurgence but now they've only picked up one win in their last five games um, the Christmas
2: period does that doesn't it you'll, you'll get it something like Watford and Southampton, they've picked up really good form over Christmas period. But then I can't wait to be- talk about Southampton,
1: <laughs> uh, 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 <laughs> No that- reason, Buckley, at all.
0: No reason. <laughs> no, no, no. no, no, no.
2: <laughs> but then uh, that comes to the expense of other teams. And Newcastle is one of those teams where they've just, again, their form has fallen off a cliff. Yeah. And Sheffield United as well. Their, their form has been a bit bad over Christmas Newcastle
1: are riddled with injuries at the minute. They are. They really are. Um... You'll
2: get, I think the Christmas is the time when you get to see who's got good squads and who hasn't. Yeah, well, who's produced. got
0: fitness levels and yeah. at a different style. Because um, uh, uh, Shelby, he, he went off injured. Like, he was part of yep. the changes because they made three changes at half-time. Um, Shelby went off. Um couple others went off, but that was more of a tactical change because they got ripped apart. But somehow Lejeune stayed on the pitch. And I don't understand how because he was at fault for both the goals. Now, the first goal in particular, Newcastle looked very comfortable Leicester hadn't really done anything to try and put any pressure on them. They had a goal kick. Lejeune's in the left back position. He's got four or five options as well as his goalkeeper. And he decides to play a square ball. And it falls at the feet of Izzy Perez. Now I know we used to be teammates or whatever, but like, come on. Merry like Christmas. that, exactly. That was that is not how to step into the new year on the right foot at all. And Lejeune yeah just gifted Perez the finish now Perez had a lot of work to do still and he slotted it home 1-0 lovely Lejeune's mistake again for Madison's goal but can we just take a moment to appreciate Madison's goal and how sick it was, it was as absolutely slapped that wrong peg you know great goal but it's still not my favourite goal over the Christmas period Oh, we'll talk about favourite goals. <laughs> oh, know it, favourite goals oh we are going to do a favourite goal We've got a favourite goal. Oh, dear. Danny Ings, maybe. Um, oh, Fab- yeah. So, uh, Newcastle made um, three changes at half-time. Um, then Fabian Share minute or two into the second half. He got injured. Now, how much of a loss is Fabian Share going to be to Newcastle?
1: I think if it was just him alone, it's a loss, but you can recover it. When you take into account all the other parts that were injured as well, mm. No, I you, think he's a huge blow for
0: him. Do you think Newcastle might end up getting dragged back down? They will. Yeah, because yeah. like they're they're currently five points ahead of Bournemouth, um, who occupy the last relegation spot. Um, but as I said, with their form of late, it's just not looking right. Um, Leicester did finish off uh, the game as three 0 winners. Was it? Was it this goal? <coughs> No. Oh, well, no. Hans he did score his first ever professional goal. It was a nice little flick from it, of him and Didi. just sort of like just fed it into his path and he just side-footed it perfectly and it's just hit the top of the bar, very like Yeboah-esque. Uh, really happy with that. Really, really happy with that. So yeah, Leicester back on the bounce. They should be fine. But like Their next game, they've got Southampton at home. Um, Newcastle's next game is Wolves away. So... What? How do you feel that those two games will pan out?
1: I don't know because I think a lot is going to depend on how those squads have recovered from the Christmas period. They still don't have a lot of time to rest mm. and move on. You've got the FA Cup this week. This weekend, yeah. It's the fixtures are so jam packed together. I don't really think you can look at any of those squads and go, "That's a nailed-on result." We know exactly where that's going. Mm. Um, apart from if you support Liverpool.
0: Yeah, yeah, I Pretty think much. you already know what's going to happen if you support Liverpool. Although, I do feel that Mourinho might be able to turn it around against no, him. Because that's what not, he does. No. That's what he does. He, is, he ends up finding a way against a big name. And then he'll stand there with all his arrogance and like tap his chest and be like, look, this is what I've just done. It won't happen. It won't happen. won't happen. Won't happen. Don't come. No, he's not fancying it. He's not fancy. I I'll tried I'll try to get one out of him, Alex. I tried. Um, let's try and get him out of him now. Southampton Southampton won. Tottenham nil, um, Danny Tins, mad Tins, um, nine goals in his last 10 games. And Southampton, talk about form turnaround, after their absolute hammering to Leicester, they've now picked up 16 points out of the possible <coughs> 24. Only Liverpool and Man United have got better records in that eight game period. So bear in mind, this is the Man United team who are in, a, in the middle of a crisis as well, who are currently fifth. And uh, picked up more than seventeen points yep. in the last eight games. So, uh, read of that as you will. Um, Danny Ings's goal, very very Gaza. I, I, I loved it. You know, just like ball over from from Stevens, flick over, and slot home one nil. Um, Tottenham, you're talking, um, Southampton could have had a penalty, um, with Alderweireld uh, potential handball from a uh, uh, from Bohoy-Bjerg cross. What's handball? You're giving that a ball? Yeah. I'm not. Is it that so hard from such a short distance? His arms aren't in the right but place. But they're not in the right. I get that. But to hit that a ball so hard, you've got no time to react whatsoever. So I I think it's the right decision to not give the pen. But if it was given, you'd be like, okay, yeah, fair enough. That's what I would say. What do you think? Uh, I don't
2: think it's a penalty. Uh, I think the right decision was made. Again, Because the
0: physics, basically. Yeah, (laughs) the the laws of physics is the reason why it is not a penalty. Um, Harry Kane believed he got an equaliser. Had to be checked. No goal, very tight. Um, (laughs) But what is tight is his hamstrings. Um, So he's going to be out for the next next two, three weeks, say, maybe a little bit longer. Yeah, I mean, uh, Marina's been very coy about how
1: long he's going to be out for no one's officially said whether or not it's grade one tear grade two tear grade three tear Um, noise is coming from within the club they're expecting him out for at least three to four weeks Mm -hmm. Um, what impact that will have on Spurs is a little bit of a debate I mean we had this thing off air where we were saying that as a unit, the team generally responds better and has more dynamism about them. Nowadays. When, nowadays, when yeah. Kane isn't playing. Mm. Um, however, the run of form that they've been on with Kane, with Ali in particular, providing the vast majority of those goals, yeah. is it going to have a reverse effect and they go back to being a little bit toothless up front again mm. um, with the iffy defence at best? I mean,
0: it's got it's, holes it's the whole... It's a shame procedure. that it's classed as iffy because... This is the defence that we were talking about two, three seasons ago, saying this is the best back four in the Premier League. You know, there's not been many changes. Yes, they've got a bit older over time, but Alderweireld and Vertonghen, I still trust them at at, at the back. Um, Where's Ben Davis at the moment? And and
1: that's the issue. As a partnership, as a back two, Mm. yes, I still think they're a reasonably solid partnership. Vertonghen, for me, has lost... Um, movement and mobility. Um, but he's had quite a few injuries around his mm. ankle, so that's gonna come. I mean, thirty two years of age yeah, now, thirty three, I think, in the summer. So, yeah. you know, that's gonna play its part. But the fullback area is a problem mm. with, regardless of which side you look at, it is a problem area. Yeah. Um, Aurier is loose cannon yeah you just don't know what's, what he's going to do at any moment in time and, and I think that unsettles the back line because they don't know whether or not they need to move slightly over and cover for him or mm-hmm. whether or not he's going to suddenly bomb on and they need to step up um, the midfield has changed its dynamism slightly as well so whereas you used to have a very solid um, Dyer and then we go back to that defensive midfield role acting as a third yeah. centre back that's that changed under Pochettino it's come back in under Mourinho but you're looking at a player that's not played a lot of games. Mm-hmm. He's not had a lot of minutes under his belt. He's had illnesses. He's had surgery. Mm-hmm. It, you know, he's not matched up. Yeah. And the other players that they've got to fill in that slot are not that sort of style of player. Mm-hmm. So I do think defensively it's a complete different setup to what was a very tight back four three years ago. Yeah. Um, it's not that now. It is a back four that has problems.
0: Um, what about Mourinho? Um, what, what are your thoughts on Mourinho? Has he... The right decision going into uh, like well, obviously getting rid of Pochettino. Looked at Mourinho. You're thinking, yes, you, we know everything that he's done in the past. We know how many trophies he's won, league titles, Champions Leagues. You know um, records of points and games, yeah. what, and wins in 100 games, etc. You would have thought that in the first couple of games, the first 60, 70 minutes, Mourinho was back, going two, three goals ahead. Looking comfortable, then leaking. What are your thoughts on Mourinho now? Do you feel like it's the right decision, like having him in, or should you have looked at someone else? I, I think it depends on which side of the coin you look
1: at it from. Um, if you're the club and you are trying to hold on to a group of players because you know you can't go and buy mm. the players that you need to replace and refresh the squad up, um, then actually Mourinho is probably the right person to bring in. Mm. He will bring a winning mentality, which has been sorely lacking with that side, and they have been well known to bowl on numerous occasions.
0: We love it, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> we won't go into the gap. No. Um, um, so, like about this year. I don't know, it's on the of Women's Um So, yeah,
1: he's done quite a. That's the right person for me For if you look at it from that angle. If you look at it from a Daniel Levy and a board angle, I think that is a it's a recipe for a disaster somewhere Mm. and it's just it's almost like a it's just a bad marriage really yeah you've got two egos that neither one of them will ever want to give in one wants to win and spend money to win the other one doesn't want to spend any money but still wants to get some degree of success Mm. that is going to blow up the question really is when is it going
0: to go do you think it might end up imploding like how it has done at Manchester United and Chelsea of late yeah but I think it'd be quicker really far quicker wow
1: Okay, well, Levy is a very tough customer yeah. very tough um, probably as ruthless and as tight as what Mike Ashley is over at Newcastle mm. Whereas at least Mike Ashley can say he's bankrolled some of his own money into that club Yeah, Levy can't say the same no, you can't
0: thing. say the same thing at all um, the late game on, uh, on New Year's Day saw Arsenal pick up a, a victory which if they didn't pick up a victory would have been the worst uh, record in their history of home defeats which is crazy so Quite, quite happy about that. Arsenal 2, Manchester United 0. Um, Again, you were delirious about yeah. singing. Yeah, I did, I did a little sing song, I'm not going to lie. Um, and um, I'm sure there will be videos somewhere on YouTube of me doing a bit of Backstreet Boys cover, uh, a bit, bit of a take that a uh, bit of Craig David, and uh, if you ever want to see me do those sort of things, just catch me on a Sunday night in the Boston. Um, Alex, um, what are you, <laughs> what are your thoughts on on, on this game? Uh, Handout. Um,
2: uh, Arsenal continuing to improve. I didn't. I didn't think that it would. It would be as quick as um, as we're being shown. Mm. Uh, I. It clear. It's clear to see that the players there have been crying out for for somebody to take them scruff them up i don't know how to scruff them up but take the club by the scruff of the neck which it seems to me that Arteta has done Yeah. there seems to be a whole new energy about the place so no this is about new manager bounce and you know uh, will arsenal then fall back into what they've done previously but I can. Only, this is why Envisage happened when he took over he's been with Pep he's been with the winning mentality over at sea he understands how they train how they go about the preparation for matches how he expects people to be professional how they want how they've got to be there you've got to be there or you can't be mm-hmm. um, you can't be part of the club you know uh, you've got you've you got to play for um, what's the word I'm going going forward but there were too many people there and we've said that before before he took over they were there just casually they were just yeah. picking up a check not caring and uh, it was clearly showing Yeah. what What has come out of these games is that the way that Arteta wants to play his football is that this players that they've got at the club at the moment aren't fit enough to carry it out for a full 90 minutes Yeah. Um, because the same with it is in the Chelsea Chelsea game Arsenal blitzed Man United in the first half mm-hmm. and they were 2-0 up but really, that probably was another goal or two less than what they should have. For, for the yeah. for the for the way for, for, the, effort, was, for yeah. the for the for the way that the game was, Arsenal probably should have gone into half half time break at least three uh, nil, and then the pattern repeated itself. Man United were the shall we say the more uh, progressive side in the yeah, center they were in they, they the ascendancy. They're in the ascendancy. That's a good, yeah. good word. And yeah. Uh, they didn't score where Chelsea did with the, in the last 10 minutes, but I think that's mainly down to the fact that I think Chelsea are a better side than Man United mm-hmm. and they were able to take advantage of that. Obviously, the uh, stats about the last eight games doesn't bear that out, mm-hmm. but uh, going on the eye test, I would say that Chelsea are a better team than Man United and the League table would suggest that. Yeah. Um, but it's, again, I think it's very encouraging and it will only continue to get better from here.
0: Yeah, Pepe and um, Socrates were the two goal scorers in the first half, uh, right in front of me as well, which I really enjoyed. <laughs> um, but the focus for me is on three players, um, Granit Shacker, mm-hmm. Meza Erzil and David Louise. David Luiz, for me, was my man in the match.
2: Yeah, uh, and he, he got man in the match from the... They uh, oh, did get a given in there. Yeah, yeah, he got yeah, given. I the on website and said and it was... Um, I I well,
0: know, he, I fair, fair he had a good game as well. I still don't buy into it. Right. well, okay, <laughs> fair time. enough. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's, let's, let's move on
2: from there. Um, um, but it, it was very, very... I don't know if you saw it. The uh, post-match interview that he had with Socrates um, was very, very... Very candid, very open, and he basically said that the players under Emery were, or under the previous regime. He didn't mention him by name, but you know when he says previous regime, you know what he's referring to. That they weren't happy, uh, that they weren't, um, they didn't understand what was going on, and they were they'd lost their way, Mm. and he's he's gone on to record saying that uh, uh, that has. Been rectified now. Whether two weeks is enough for it all to be rectified, no. you, you've got to be obviously it's no, not been going to be. But um, yeah, they they said that they're enjoying their training. They're enjoying being around the place again. The spirit is being lifted, and it will only continue to get better. So mm-hmm. we've got to watch this space. But it was very, very. It was a very uh, refreshing to hear a player talk quite open and honestly about how their happiness is affecting a a, a game of football. Yeah.
1: That kind of worries me though, that sort of mentality that they down tools almost because we're not happy, so we're just going to down tools and we're not going to put the work rate in. And that was one of the key things that was going wrong with Arsenal. The work rate simply wasn't there. Mm. Oswald's a prime example of that.
0: Well, uh, also, um, he he covered more ground than any other player on uh, on Wednesday night 11 and a half kilometres. And prior to man, that, the uh, only thing he covered more than any other player was the bench
1: and the seats up in the stands. Yeah. I mean, its work rate is fundamentally the starting block for everything that gets built for a successful side mm. but the fact that those players are quite happy to down tools when they're not happy with a manager that's, that's almost like old Chelsea when, that, when they go for a manager every kind of 12 months 18 months and they just go we don't like you anymore, so we're just not going to play Yeah, and that's it he gets a sack new manager comes
0: in and oh, everything's hunky-dory again well because Chelsea could have easily gone down a couple of seasons ago in Mourinho's last year they were, I think, they were sixteenth at one point, um, coming up towards the Christmas break, and that was a year where the seat, where the table didn't really lie. Um, they were not good whatsoever, and then they made the change, and they, they went, they started moving forward. So you know, it's yeah, I, I think if you. I think it's a really unprofessional thing if you're not going to play for your manager. You may not like your manager, but you're still playing for the club. The club is still paying your wages. You have still got a lot of um, expectation from you, from a fans' point of view, from a business point of view, you know, and, and from a football point of view as a whole. So I think I think they really should um, consider that before damning tools. You can make it. You can make it apparent to the manager. Look, I don't like it, and you can have a mutiny again, like together if you want, which I don't. I, I don't. I'm not advocating that in any way, shape, or form. But what I'm saying is, if I, as an individual, go up to my manager and say, No, don't want to play with you, I'm getting dropped. But if 25 of you go up to your manager and say, We don't like you, you know, you can't drop all 25 of you. No, you can't. But you know, so
1: that, that degree of player power and player control over who is governing and
0: who is running the club. I think it's dangerous. It's dangerous, but it's happening. It's happening. Uh, not just it doesn't just happen in 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 the professional game. It happens. Well, you know, you you played you played play a few times on a Saturday and a Sunday. You know, it happens. It happens down there as well. You end up getting phoenix teams turning up, Ashby. Sorry, Burke. <Berg>. Um, <laughs> Um, not good <laughs> Manor, very true. Um, although they did win the uh, Alan Dimmer two years and three, uh, two and three years I uh, the trophy. Three. Um New Manager Bounce, uh West Ham 4, Bournemouth nil. That is new manager bounce if you haven't yeah. anyway.
1: Yeah.
0: He reinstated he, he, he brought back Noble, um, who's the practice strike made it 1-0. Um Seb Haller what a fantastic goal. Is that your goal? No. Oh, God damn it. Right, okay. Is your goal for New Year's Day? Uh,
1: I think it was a New Year's Day. I'm trying to think if it was New Year's Day or if it was a Boxing Day goal. I'm sure it was New Year's Day's goal.
0: Well, it's got to be, right? So, right, okay. Well, at the moment, I'm annoyed that it's not that one because that one's beautiful. Um, Snodgrass, I thought, ran the game. Snodgrass is one of the most underrated players in the Premier League. He does everything. People look at me and laugh. Like, I can see you wanting to like, yourself now. So, uh, Robert Snodgrass is sick. He, he is, honestly, he's got, peg, he's got a strong left peg, he can pass long, he can pass short, he can whip a ball, he can shoot from distance. You know, He's got a lot of attributes to, for, for him to be a good player. If he was 21, we would be saying, Robert Snodgrass, you know, he's going to go for big money. But because he's like 29, 30... Yeah, 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 going anywhere He's going to stay at West no, Ham I'm not having that stop, stop. I'm going to get a highlight reel show you no. Um is architect um, For that for that goal um, Found uh, found Fredericks Fredericks crossed it um, And set a Um Yeah, lovely finish um, Harry Wilson Appeared to trip Noble uh, And a penalty was given Didn't go to VAR You having a pen for that?
2: Yeah
0: Pen? Yeah Oh, boys Yeah Boys, no way right. Is that a penalty? <laughs> No way, that, is, that, <laughs> that 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 was absolutely sort of. stonewall. If that yeah, if that's if that's on the halfway line, I wouldn't even see a free kick being given for that. Yeah. If I was uh, in the middle, I'm not my voice, I'm, always, I'm a up you get, that's what I'm doing. But noble, um ah, we were talking the other day about people taking penalties. Okay, yeah. Right, so um we said Kane, we said I said Dee, sort of for a laugh. Um who was the other one I said? I can't remember. I can't remember, but uh, we'll have to listen back. Um whoever it was, him. Um Noble, he rarely misses penalties. And um, Milohojevic. He's just popped into your head now, yeah. 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 Yeah, when I saw Noble's penalty, I was like. Milovic as well. What, what a strong penalty taker! I think
2: the thing what made me say about Harry Kane is the fact that he does it with such power. Yeah, it's such emphatic. I mean, Noble's a bit more finesse about it, isn't it? Oh, more
0: recently, yeah. Um, uh, before he would just lace it. I think he laced so one and he missed, and after that, I've, I've,
2: I've just thought of another one who who had a very good record. I'm pretty certain Hazard has got a yeah from the spot yeah. as well. But he's again, he's very more of a finesse yeah, penalty taker. But as I say, player. when Harry
0: Kane takes penalties, he puts them in with a. With a five oh, trees, to break it? the net. Yeah. yeah, and what I love about it is when he goes across the goal, he somehow finds the first point where the post is no longer there. It's just the net, and he, he's able to curl it into that spot there. No goalkeeper in the world saving it, even yeah. if you start early. Um, Sergio Rico had a shot, a really nice shot, um, and it was a good save in the end. But um, that's the only opportunity that Bournemouth probably had. In the game, well, um, barring um, Solanke's header onto the post in the last. Bournemouth
2: of are one of those teams that are really struggling with injuries, aren't they? Mm. Really, I mean, Eddie Howe made point of it and referencing it in his post-match interview um, that he had is dealing with a number of injuries and suspensions, uh, and it's affecting them. Because was it was it one win in ten? I think it
0: is for Bournemouth. Yeah, right it's um, it's not a good um, look at the moment. They're occupying the last relegation spot by yeah, twenty so, points whether they're going to do some I mean Bournemouth have been sneaky
2: spenders haven't they uh, in the they've, got money, yeah. they've um, got money and they've got a good squad when it's fit when it's fit <sighs> They I question some of their the signings. Though. I mean, Slanky for twenty million is a Slanky is <laughs> not a good player. Is he really uh, isn't? I, I'm 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 trying to work out when their boy Brooksy's back because he hasn't really well, he hasn't played. Said he was going to be back in November. He, he hasn't, hasn't, hasn't played all season. He hasn't played all season, and he was he was definitely up there for uh, well, certainly one of the younger players of the season last season when he played. He's so good. Um, and they've so missed so out good. on him, haven't they? So Fraser. Because it was it was Fraser one side, Brooksy the yeah. other side, and that was a nice balance. Because you had Fraser was your more direct traditional winger, and Brooksy was your
0: more playmaking. Kind, yeah, very kind creative. Uh, and then I'd probably put um, sometimes I play him in beyond, put Josh King wide, yes, right, and allow um, Callum Wilson to have three right through in the middle of the park, and that really, went really worked. Really well. Yeah,
2: so. Uh, but as I say they're, they're suffering a raft of injuries and yeah that's obviously down to fix your pile up but uh, the other side of it this, has, happened, injuries, this has been happening
0: um, quite a while right? before, I, think it was, I think it was about the beginning this, of November time they were missing about 9 yeah, this, this He was out. Yeah, this well. is
2: what's going to lead me to say in the next bit is I'll question what Eddie Howe's training methods are because that would suggest to me this is not the first season Bournemouth had a long injury list they seem to suffer from it quite often mm. is his training methods a reason for causing and his rotation policy to begin with so like he has his he has you know he has like a really core cool, say 10, 12 11 12 13 players which you'll run into the ground to death and then all of a sudden they break he brings in players who haven't played in your max sharpness mm. therefore they're at cre- they're a risk of an increased injury yeah yeah exactly like. yeah and then you're now going into your third fourth uh, position or well, you want to call it loss of depth, though, if you want to go for America first, <laughs> on a position, and then then you start to lose games as a result of that. So you've got to qu- you've got to wonder: Is Eddie Howe's training methods and his selection rotation policy quite up to scratch? Because he he's clearly pretty decent at tactics, yeah. right? As yeah. a as a match day uh, manager, he's pretty good in being able to prepare his side, and they play good football, and he, he he's able to try and take exploit uh, weaknesses. Of the opposition team, but as we know, manage, management is more than just your match day, isn't it? It's is mm, how you, you manage your, your squad, squad? Uh, training wise, fitness wise, uh, rotation, selection wise, as well. So that's where we've got a question because it's not the, I'm not saying it because it is what's happening right now, this is a repeat offence that is happening year after year. And the same thing happened with Arsene Wenger. He, he used to run his first 12, 13 players into the ground, wonder why they got injured, blame it on hair pills. And then, uh, and, and then wonder why he would then have to play backup players and they would suffer as a result of that. It wasn't until he got world-class fitness coaches in, or Arsenal did, which stopped, it kind of stopped that, which was yeah. giving him information. Maybe Eddie Howe needs to get some help in to teach him about fitness, training. So is like maybe,
0: maybe January might not be necessarily a time to bring in new clientele to play, more sort out his backroom. Yeah, yeah. Um, big, big six-pointer for them after the FA Cup break. And they're at home to Watford. Now, where would you see that one going? Well, on current form, you'd say Watford, Watford. all day. But mm. um, you don't know what's going to happen pre- at yeah, the, the back pre- of the, the FA Cup. The is Premier it? League is a, is a funny league. Mm. I can't see anything other than Watford winning that. But because of home? that, uh, it's Bournemouth at Bournemouth, uh, home. Well, I, don't, I wouldn't be so nailed on Watford there. Let's, let's see
2: what... Um, Let's just hold horses on. a. They, they will want a
0: reaction after the West Ham game. Um, what else happened in the West Ham game was that Anderson, Philippe uh, Anderson scored his first goal of the season. Can you How believe that? that How can you believe that? Game day 21, first goal of the season. Wow. Um, and the main talking point, um, I'll probably say, is Aaron Cresswell's um, card. Received a red card. When you look at it first time, it looks pretty hideous. Um, first VAR, downgraded to a yellow. What your thoughts on that?
2: I didn't realize they could do that. I didn't think they they did that for VAR. I thought the V A R was used for other reasons, um, especially when it came to cardings. Because yeah, it my they go along? Okay, so because um <laughs> yeah, because what's what's the stop from a tackle being made if there's no yellow card? I mean, I think they've done that before, uh, where it's been nothing given, and they've gone, oh no, you should give a red card. I've no. not seen it where it's been a yellow card given and an increase to a red. Yeah, there's, there's been one, oh, one, one the from a yellow incident, That yeah. was a yellow
0: increase to a red. Of course, yeah. yeah. There's course. one from a yellow to a red. This is the second red to a yellow. The first one was um, Chris Basham for Sheffield uh, um, United, um, where he didn't touch the man at all. Didn't touch the ball, didn't touch the man, He just slid in. And it, when you look at it once again in real time, it's like, that's disgusting. You should get locked up for that. Red card, VAR. Oh, no, he didn't touch him at all. Um, but this one, he has caught him. He's won the ball first, but I felt that he's quite scissory, the tackle. I, I, I don't think it was enough to downgrade it. I don't think that's a clear and obvious error, which is what? <laughs> anyway. Um... Your favourite <laughs> saying? Yeah, what is it? <coughs> Who knows? So, uh, a yellow card given. Is it correct? Is it not? As I said, stop your part, make it up as they go along. It's a different person in there every time. I think what they should do is have a real strong word with the retired referees um, who are still well up to scratch with the laws of the game and as they are and understand the pace of the game they'll just stop refereeing you know? so speak to them get that team together and that is the team that run VAR
1: I think they need more than that I think there's there's an opportunity there to bring in ex-players mm. and get that point of view as well because as a, a referee will understand the rules and the laws of the game brilliantly and I completely agree with that but a player understands when they deliberately have gone out to go and commit a, a professional foul, and yeah. it was tactically right to go and do so. And I think players know how they would disguise that and move into that more so than what the referee would. So yeah, I think you need both sides of the coin to really get a good team balance. Yeah,
0: okay. yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not against that. I think but if they do that, they would need to... Um, to um, I think the players then would need to then do the basic referees course Go out there on a Saturday afternoon or a Sunday morning. You know local games. Understand how to referee the game because it's all good knowing how to play the game. But if you never referee the game, you don't. You don't know. You don't get it. Um, so because I played the game and then when I started refereeing, I was like, what? Really? But I was trying to use my player's head as in referee. But now I use my referee's head when I look at a player. So I think I think what they should do. Like if they're a, a retirement player or something. Like, go do the course, go maybe even do a, a full season, complete 15 to 20 games as you would need to do if you are going to get promoted in, in refereeing world, and then be like, right, okay, well, I'm an ex pro, I'll go sit in the hour room. I think, I think that's not a bad idea. Um, a few more games to cover um, Liverpool to Southam- uh, Southampton, um, Sheffield United nil. Um, Chris Wilder was very honest in his uh, post match. Interview um yesterday, Liverpool were the better side. They won every first ball, they won every second ball, they won every third, they won every duel. It was just they were completing more pass than any team in Premier League history. Yeah. History, a game, in a single game, yeah. In a single game. It's and it, it I, I don't even think you can blame Sheffield United in any way, shape, or form. That's no, just can't. every time that Sheffield United had the ball. There was at least two Liverpool players on that player to put the pressure on and then the ball was intercepted and then they had it back. It was it was a joy to watch and I'm really hoping World War 3 does break out so therefore there's a reason that Liverpool do not win the league. <laughs> I
1: think it's nailed off Liverpool to win the league. Um, I can see him going unbeaten. I said that a couple of weeks well, ago and I Going up It's the
0: only thing that Arsenal have got over anyone. No. Like sitting and be like, oh we've got 100 points, man Not We won the treble, you man, know. He's going. Man, we won it back to back to back. Leicester, we're we're like nobody's that one that won the league. Arsenal beaten. It's the only thing we yeah, have. Yeah, you need
1: a Spurs defender to do it though. Yeah, um, very true. We won't go into that. <laughs> not I, mean, today. <laughs> I, I really, really, really like the job overall that Chris Wilder's has done over at Sheffield United. Yeah. I love what he has done. Um, and it's not just a fluke that he's done it with these guys either. He's done it before with his previous sides. <laughs> you know, Cobblers,
0: mm-hmm. he took them on, got them into a playoff final. Oxford United them got them out, United. Of the, out of the conference, national, yep. and into, into League Two. And then he, was, um, he lost his first four games or something at Sheffield United, didn't he? And yeah, the everyone was a bit, uh, I don't know,
1: but actually he's turned them into a very good side. Mm. They're, they're organised... They, actually, they're not bad to watch play either. They don't just sit back and play like Stoke and up a ball forward.
0: Yeah, They're a really good side to watch play. They, they remind me a lot of when Southampton got promoted. They went from League One to the Championship and up. And they had a bunch of nobodies. You know, people like Ricky Lambert, who was that. Well, England International. Um, players like Nalana, um, L- he was there. In League One, and everyone was like Who? Morgan Schneiderlin. He was there in League the yeah. One. Well, look what they've gone on, gone, gone to do. You know, and this is what can happen now to this next batch of Sheffield United players. They're not short of a few bob either. They've got a few quid, so if they want to, they can reinvest. Where they'll go, I don't know. Like where could you see them in, 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 having a need to improve? Well, uh,
2: there, there, there's clearly obviously better players out there, which will improve immensely as a team, it's whether they will fit the Sheffield United culture mm-hmm. you know, and if they've got the funds to do that because it's, 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 it's a similar situation when you hear managers like oh I'm struggling to find better players than what I've got well okay so you're saying that Messi's not better than your current player <laughs> it's, it's, it's a very <coughs> facetious thing to say but you can understand what, what they're trying to say is that in our place in the game we can't find players that are out there, which would come in and realistically be able to bring bring in, which will improve us. Yeah. It will all depend on how they do for the rest of the season. If they if they stay up comfortably, then Sheffield United's reputation will go up. Yeah. Chrissie Wilder, his reputation will go up. Yeah, his brand bring, is crazy. Uh, um, and therefore it makes Sheffield United a more attractive place for players to come and play. Yeah. Uh, if they. Uh, I th- to be fair, I think their reputation has gone up anyway, and even if they fall down a little bit down the re- uh, the rest of the way, but they still stay up. I I think the only thing that could be disastrous for them is obviously if they get relegated. Yeah,
0: um, and that is, is not big... against the realms of possibility because end of the day they are currently nine points above the relegation zone. You know, agreed. And They're it's, only two points away from a Europa League place. Um, yeah. yeah, very true. So it's. What way will they go? Well they end up doing at Sheffield United, I think it was 98-99 and the 99 2000 season where they were up there around Christmas time and then got relegated. Hull, they had a great start in that um 0, eight, oh nine season when they had like, yep. players like Giovanni and everybody. Yep. Um they were up there around Christmas time and they went down the last game of the season. Blackpool, Blackpool, yep. they they played uh, they played the most swashbuckling football. I used to love watching Blackpool play. <laughs> But they went down as well oh, on the last third of the season. So I, I what, would, what's going to happen with? Shepard I would argue
2: that out of all of those situations, Sheffield United are best to cope because they got the best manager out of all of them. He's a winner. Yeah. plain and simple, as we've just you've just pointed out, and you as well, Gav, that he's won at all his other clubs, and he he won't let their creeping doubt self. Uh, Uh, self-doubt should I say about their own abilities uh, in the Sheffield United squad and I don't think that they may not finish as high as where they currently are they may finish slightly lower but I don't think they'll ever at
1: any point be looking over their shoulders thinking "Oh, we're going to be in trouble here I'd agree I think from where they are at the minute I think they've had a more than good season and mm. that he would take that all day long. Mm. Um with being so close to European place, I think the next three weeks are going to be really crucial for them to get out of this, you know, tight fixture pack list mm. and get in- back into some sense of normal normal playing rhythm and then to
0: see what happens in the January transfer window. Well, yeah their is next it, game their next game at home uh, the next game is a home game I should say against West Ham. West Ham and their new manager bounce mm. so, um, Sheffield United um only only two wins of their last five games so where well we're
2: is, here's what we look at as well isn't every manager's um, um, lower Premier League size isn't their target 40 points 40 right? points yeah Sheffield United only need 11 points from their next 17 games in that regard uh, I, 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 I think they'll bounce back I think they'll beat West Ham uh, even with their new manager
1: bounce Um yeah, and they're, they're, they'll be comfortable. No, that's what saying, no, right I'm going to say. I'm going to bet for a draw. I think you look at their form since I think it's the 21st of September. They've only lost what three games, four mm. games. Newcastle, yeah. Man City, and two against Liverpool. Yeah, they will. For me, absolutely, they will stay up. I'd probably say that they're going to stay up and be inside the top ten. Mm. Um, outside bet for me for a Europa League
0: place, but
1: I'd bet for the draw.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Um, Man City, um, they they've bounced back after their um, mixed bag of form over Christmas with the two one win over Everton. Now I thought that Everton were actually going to do it because when I saw the when I saw the uh, the starting lineup, I saw that Garcia was playing. He's not. Premier League level, he's right. not Premier League ready at all. Fernandinho, I don't understand how people aren't exploiting the fact that Fernandinho is at the back. Um, when, he's in, when he's when he's when uh, he's in a CDM position, I fancy him all day. But in a centre half, I just 34. he's not yeah. going to be able to run around like he, he, he. He's not. You you cannot maintain that level. of Yeah, tennis. exactly. Cancelo, we all know what a talent Cancelo is, but he hasn't had enough game time. So I'm think I'm looking at Everton. The way they bounce back. Um, Yes, they've got Ancelotti in charge now, but what are Everton? Hmm. Well, well
2: it, Mad City were a better, are a better side than Everton,
0: aren't they? As simple as that. But this is this is this is a, a Premier League which is all over the place. You know, Wolves Wolves have gone to City. Uh, uh, they, they were two well, they, they played in the other day, it was, it was two nil down, and they, they and they and they've come back to win. Yes, they were playing against ten men, but they went two nil down whilst they had whilst they had ten men. So for them to come back and do that. You know, the Liverpool game, you know, I feel that if Liverpool, if Neto's goal did stand, I don't think that would have buoyed Wolves. I think that would have got Liverpool thinking, what's going on here? And I reckon it would have been 4 or 5 1. I really do believe that. So, Everton, the games that they've played, you know, they beat Chelsea, they were unlucky against Leicester, and um, they got the point against Man United, which I feel that they should have won that. I feel that they should have gone into this game with that type of mentality.
1: I mean we probably do actually need to offer an apology to Everton fans at this point. I mean, a couple of weeks ago we were saying I can't really see Everton get any points out of the next few fixtures. So yeah. And then I mean, they've done all right. They've done really well. Like, yeah. Apologies if you're an Everton fan So this
0: is the reason why every week on the show we have a section called What Are Everton? Because we don't know what they are. They keep they keep doing these this sort of thing. And now they'll probably end up like going on a bit of a run. They've got Brighton next. Brighton, we don't know what Brighton team are going to turn up because they look good sometimes. They look terrible whenever week. But then Everton will probably win that and then go on a mad run. They're on twenty five points. You know they are only six points off Man United in fifth. Yep. So a couple of wins, a couple of results going their way, like because everyone's beating everybody. This season reminds me of the twelve thirteen season when Man United ran off with it, and the ninety nine two thousand season. When Man United ran off with it, everyone else is beating everyone else. First place, you might as well just draw on the table, like how they do in Italy. They certainly certainly put Juventus in it this season. Different ball game altogether. But some not you putting Juve on on in the paper anymore. And they like last season it was Napoli who were top. I think they did it the season before of that new table because Liverpool won the league. They're gone, but Everton with a run, you never know. Could even get top four. It, it sounds funny, doesn't it? But like with Chelsea's form, that's been all over the place. How do you know that Chelsea are going to sustain their position? Tottenham, they 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 started off well, and then they they dipped, and then they came for a little bit, and then they dropped. How do you know theirs not going to? They're not going to drop off. How would you know that Man United won't drop off? Everyone's saying it's the worst start of the season. Twenty nine percent win record for Solskjaer. They've got a minimum seventeen points in the last eight games. I
1: mean, none of those sides that you've mentioned have been consistent or even reasonably good mm. across the whole season they're not none of them have looked convincing that they're a top seven side mm. um, if anything I think the sides that are more moving into that so you Wolves you Sheffield United they probably look a better side consistently mm. than what any you Spurs Man United or Chelsea's do they're mm. very hit and miss those three sides um, but you can't tell the table at the minute. It, you can't. Everyone seems to be able to pick up points against anyone. Palace at the beginning of the season. There's no way I said they were a mid-table side. They mm. just did not look right. But Roy Hodson has done absolutely brilliant. He keeps it.
0: getting random wins and random draws against decent oppo- o- o- opposition, and it's like, hold on a minute. You know, at one point um, they had um, the second best away record. In the league before Sheffield United stepped above him, but it's it's crazy. Um, Phil Foden did think he opened the scoring um, offside. It actually was, so I'm not going to moan at VAR for that one. I've got something else to moan at VAR with um, very shortly. Um, Mares, he was a bit touch and go. I felt, um, you know, he was. Mares is probably one of my most frustrating players. Because there's no doubt on his day, he is world class. But then on another day, he can't find a pass. He can't find a cross. He runs into into dead ends. You know, And I, I felt like he was doing that quite a bit on, a, on his day.
2: You get that with that type of player. Wingers can have games where they're like, they just run into players, run down cul-de-sacs, and they look like they... Uh, just a hindrance more than anything but with your X-Factor wingers you do get moments of absolute magic mm. and I think you'll get more magic with Marais than you would do with the game that you might have saw at the weekend I, mm. uh, I'd i see no issue there
0: yeah um, second half wise he did step up I think he heard me that's what it was <laughs> um, so he, found, he found he found he found Jesus um, and um, right that's for the second goal um, Jesus did score both goals um Turned Holgate beautifully. It, that was a lovely. Uh, I like the, you
2: know, we were talking about assists, uh, you talk about the Lampard assist to yeah. uh, Miel. It was a very, very, a s- very similar kind of pass that Mahrez, it kind of stabbed it, didn't it? Yeah, it was, sort of like, just skidded uh, up. For a, sec- for a second, for the second Yeah. Ball, it allowed Jesus just to smack it first time almost. Yeah. And keeper stood no chance because, in the space of a couple of seconds, it's gone from 25 yards out into the back of the net, and the finish what happened inside the penalty box. Yeah, it was lovely. Yeah, that was, was lovely. That was that was a really good, really good goal. Uh, I, I enjoyed that one.
0: Richarlison scored his eighth goal of the Premier League. Um, Claudio Bravo, what is Claudio Bravo? <laughs> <laughs> I swear to god, um, master of his own downfall. That's exactly what he is. Because the thing is, he received the ball, and um, I can't remember who he, he skinned. Was it Richarlison or no, uh, it might have been Calvert Lewis. Yeah, yeah, he skinned him, and everyone was like, wow. That's what you get from Bravo. That's it. Yeah. And then his next pass, it's like... Went straight to That's team. what you get from Bravo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's why they're the same. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and then Jesus, he, I was gutting you didn't get his hat-trick because when he hit the post, because it was a lovely little strike. Um, bloody hell. Um, one team that is definitely, definitely going down. It's on camera. It's on audio. Available on hmm. Apple Music and Spotify is Norwich. Norwich are going down. And it's not because they're playing badly, they just don't know how to end games. Done. One-one, finished. Um Todd Campwell, my boy, is gonna be is gonna be playing for a top ten, maybe a top six, should be a top four club next year. He is absolutely phenomenal. The kid's 20, 21. You know, yeah. he's I think you know people um about Jack Grealish. I think Jack Grealish is ledge. Don't get me wrong, but I think um, Cantwell is the heir to the Mount and Madison throne. That's the sort of level I put. Yeah. I put. Which him is in.
2: strange because it makes Mount younger than Todd Cantwell.
0: Yeah, nineteen. Yeah. yeah. But he plays for he plays for Chelsea. Right. So he's on the he's Yeah, the, uh, yeah. they
2: just. When you said heir, heir, usually that means that they're younger than the. Uh, yeah, but the like parents. at the same
0: time, you know, if they die and then like, someone else goes in, not that I'm wishing death, you know, on anyone. What I'm saying is, you I'm talking about like monarchy, innit? Like, yeah. That's what I was going like, you know, when someone dies and that's what goes in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Todd Campwell, poor defensive line from Palace, um, who have been um, lauded for certain defensive um, situations this season. Um, and they, they just look really poor um, at the back. And once again, you know, Norwich taking a lead, not being able to keep it. Palace, Arsenal, Tottenham, you know, as, as three games
1: off the top of my head. They were unlucky with Spurs. Be fair. I mean, the VAR goal.
0: Offence or offside? Awful, Um, awful, awful. Um, But like the thing is, they've they've dropped. I think they've dropped something like twelve points from winning positions, um, which is more than any other team in in a calendar month. So if they like, if you put those twelve points on top, they're on twenty six points. 26 points, that puts them mid-table, that puts them a point above Everton, a point behind Arsenal, and only uh, five points off United in fifth. So that is a mentality thing, and that needs to change. I think it's an experience thing. Mm. That's a very young side they got out. That back
1: line is very young as well. Mm. Um, I think the majority of the back four are... 20 years of age mm. and
0: well, uh, Max Harris is, is, only, uh, is only a kid isn't he he's only 20 or something yeah the centre
1: back is it Godfrey I think it is I think he's only about 20 years of age as mm. well so th- it's a very very young side with a very little experience at this level um, and they play a very open expansive style of football Yeah, they once you break through that midfield they're quite easy to get at them again mm-hmm. and I think that's probably their main downfall if they tightened up at the back a little bit more perhaps condensed the play down they'd probably pick up the points they wouldn't be where they are but would they have got into the Premier League playing that way in the first place and I don't um, yeah probably,
0: probably not, not. Um, they've got Man United away next in the league so can... they'll probably go ahead
2: <laughs> and they uh, they yeah, well, they're, they're, they're to form is it they'll probably yeah. go ahead but uh, they'll end up either drawing or losing the game and yeah the same cycle will repeat itself uh, so yeah you've got to praise, praise them for their endeavour but at some point when are you going to learn yeah you know it's all well and good saying they got youngsters and that but if you're carrying on doing the same things over and over and over again the same mistakes over and over and over again that's part of an, that is an ability as well an ability to learn from experience and past experience is that experience. the player's fault or is that yes? The coach well it, it, yeah. is it a mixture of both and yeah again 100% are, you've got to Question the manager as well, definitely Daniel Farke. I mean, he sounds like a 70s Bond villain, yeah, and we like that. Looks like one as well, (laughs) a little bit, yeah, with his his soft, dulcet tones, Um, but uh, again, is it? was what's he doing to rectify the issue you can't cut, just keep going up, oh we're going to play our own game we're going to play our own game this is the Premier League mate you need to, you need to be more than just we're going to play our own game yeah
0: I'll get that um, the last game uh, that we're going to cover is uh, Bournemouth 1 Aston Villa 2 um, if uh, well I was say like, if they did win Villa did win it's their first win at Turf Moor in 61 years imagine that um, Tyrone back. how big is that for Villa massive Giant, I actually yeah. wrote that's, that's it, uh, that's as well. Um, Greenwich, great goal for 1 0. Um, it was a uh, comes cross, um, ruled out for Veya. You're not, you don't think that's offside, do you? No, good. You, his heel's off, isn't it? He, nah, his heel is offside, don't isn't don't it? Don't you dare uh, go back on me, right? End of the day, <laughs> right? Wesley, right? You didn't get a touch when his heel was offside. offside mate. It's the second phase of play. It's not a when when Contents cross comes in, he was in an onside position. They've actually marked him back from the first phase. Yeah. VAR have got that hideously wrong, and they. Oh, uh, where well, was well, the referee's because, clear and obvious yeah, error? Uh, yeah. yeah, and, That's what and here's the
1: other
2: thing too. as well: is that you could do, you can now if they're going to do that for that game, they could go for every goal. They could probably go back a minute and find an infringement. But because it's part of their same move, they should then rule that goal out because yeah. of that infringement. That's essentially yeah, that's what what's I mean. happened here. Exactly, because this um, is the
0: second phase. If it was the first and phase and it happened, we can moan about, oh, he's only heel offside. I'll get it. But it's like that phase at play is gone. The um the, the clearance from from Norwich, it wasn't a great clearance. Uh, not Norwich, sorry, from Burnley. Um it wasn't a great clearance. That's not Villa's fault. No, and okay. it's back at Cotton's feet and is it's crossed it in and everyone is in an onside position when the ball leaves his foot and it's getting crossed in. It's yeah. a new phase. You yeah. should, yeah. should never go anywhere near... Even both sets of fans were singing um, it's not football anymore and both sets of fans were singing FVAR. Yeah. That's bad. Your your team have just been saved of a goal and you're still moaning about it. That's what VAR's but doing it's to the our the way that care. it's been brought into the game and if, as we keep
1: saying you know, he's... It's been brought in because it, there was a lot of drive and wanting to have it in for a number of blatant goals that people were saying you know, that really should have stood or shouldn't have stood for whatever reason. It probably is the future of the game. Mm. But the way that it's been brought in has neither either relinquished responsibility from the referee and put more power with VAR to actually control it in the right way. Nor is it given the referees complete control of the situation mm. and all the right views, all the right angle and all the right information to make a thoroughly informed decision yeah, yeah, yeah. at the point in time when that happened. It's done neither. It's this kind of weird no man's land where they don't really want to put it at the front because otherwise they'll be blamed for everything. They don't really want the referees to have it on a monitor just in case the referees have show up that they've then made a mistake and then they'll get the blame for making a mistake rather mm. than VAR getting praised
0: for getting it right. It's an awful way of putting it. I just need to look at the way the rest of the world is doing it. The referee, referees are human. They're allowed to make mistakes. Talk about mistakes. Jay Rodriguez, miss of the decade. I'm having it now. I know it's only <laughs> a couple of days in, but it's the miss that is at the that You feel strongly you, about that, don't you? Yeah, you'll, yeah. F- <laughs> you'll, 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 you'll forget about that. But then the referees, like if they account themselves for it by going back and having a look at the monitor yeah I made a mistake there I've seen myself make that mistake I'm going to rectify it and give the right decision then everyone's going to as bad, out,
2: bad so. or, as, or as bad as uh, Chris Alvalumo's miss it's is on that level levels, there,
0: levels. The, yeah. yeah levels Kanu um, when he was playing for uh, Elmway's Brum yeah no. levels levels um, not Ronnie Rosenthal but not far off it. Um, That's going back somewhere we want to forget. Well, and
2: another, and, of, and and, and, and another and one to throw into the hat was there Fernando Torres when he was at Chelsea. That one. Yeah. But I, I, I mate, the one that always sticks out to me is that Chris
0: Ivan. Yeah, one, I, I will never forget that. Just his face, like it, <laughs> looks, it looks like the screen um, in The picture when he misses it. Um, J, um, J, uh, Jack Grealish's flick found Wesley. Um, he slaps it straight at Pope. Um, he's gone through his legs. One nil. I did blame Pope initially. I don't anymore. Sorry, Alex. Um, and uh, Jack Grealish, top bins. Um, lovely finish to make it 2-0. Um, Burnley did bring one back with Chris Wood with a header. Imagine that. Chris Wood scoring a header. Hmm. Um, uh, uh, he couldn't save it. Um, he, he tried, but that was their first shot on target. They'd had 17 shots before that, and none of them hit target until that one 10 minutes ago. But um, injury news... Wesley out for the season, awful. Do you think that should have been a free kick at all? It was a bad challenge. It was bad. He's clearly won the ball, but just the way his legs were planted, I'm giving a card for that, and I don't what's, know whether it's. it's isn't the isn't,
2: isn't law, isn't it? Reckless challenge
0: reckless is um, a re- 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 yellow excessive forces is really. yeah so that to me that was a reckless challenge so it should have been a yellow yeah, yeah nothing given nothing when a free kick was given was it I think mm. it, were, like, it was crept out for a goal kick they gave the goal kick um, where's VAR for that um, and um, Heaton when he went down um, try, like from uh, the, trying to save Chris Wood's header um, he's standing on the floor I'm not quite sure what the injury was did you see what I'm not quite no, sure but um, it's, it's been said that he, he's out for the season now um, which is a big, big loss. So Wesley's out for the season. As as well for the season. Really I don't think that's yeah. really a miss. Um, there's talk of um Daniel Sturridge coming back from Trabzonspor um to the end of the season to help Villa out. But if you want someone to try and <laughs> help you out, it would be good to get someone who's not going to get injured. Yeah, that's true. Um, and there's talk of Asmir Begovic potentially either going to West Ham or to Villa but it looks more likely Villa now with them, with them his
1: form over this season has not been great either mm. I mean it, I was a big Begovic fan I really it's liked a love him he's a great Bekovic. goalkeeper mm. but he's looked
0: very patchy over the course of this season so mm. I'm not sure that's necessarily a great yeah fix Um, another one um, uh, that they're talking about is uh, is Darren Randolph um, going back to West Ham West Ham sold him Mm -hmm. um, and um, yeah there's talk of him going back but um, Forrest have said uh, no to their five million bid Um, Hazen Hootall I think has done enough to to keep his job I think fantastic well done to Southampton looking at the personnel on the pitch rather than looking at the manager but Danny Ings is he in line for an England shout yeah should be should be
2: I don't think he will uh, like who like, he would take Callum Wilson's spot for me I'd go with that um, so because your, your two strikers are Harry Kane and Tammy Abraham and especially now if Harry Kane's injury does is, is, long, is, is out longer than fear then you, you've got the next person to step up and obviously that would should be Jamie Vardy but Jamie Vardy has clearly put himself He's out of England. England, uh, England international duties now so it would be um, Danny Eames yeah, will be Danny
1: Ings. Right. I think Southgate will just go back to Rashford
2: oh, yeah. Rashford yeah will be in the squad but Danny should in right. be in the like squad.
0: playing Rashford in a wider position but then Greenwood Greenwood stepping up you know but he might score another 8-10 goals between the end of the yeah. season and walk straight into the English. Southgate
1: likes Rashford down that central place doesn't he mm. so I can see him just bringing him back in and moving him central again yeah. I don't think it is his best position I agree with you I think he's better wide left and moving in slightly mm. but I think he'll play him straight out front or based on form, Ings absolutely yeah. should be getting a call up. Mm.
0: Oh and we're yeah. forgetting obviously Tammy Abraham in all this, he'll be in the squad. Yeah well. but yeah well, Tammy Abraham's number two isn't he's yeah. uh, behind Kane. Um but yeah, that's the way it is. Oh, oh cheers for that. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> decided to kick the table there you go Um, you've been uh, watching two up top uh, the weekly football review show Um, with myself Gav Mack Alex Osborne and Stephen Buck you may be listening to the show as well it's available on Apple Music and on Spotify will be available um, normally available about an hour or so after the live show we record the live show every week from Stalker studio the best studio in the whole of Northampton Uh, we are in association with the male coach the best boozer in Northampton oh by the way the male coach are doing January sales where you get two pints for six quid win um and we are in association with uh, Macau Sports Bar and Grill. Cabs if you don't mind miss- messaging me can you tell me what deals you've got and I'll let them know next week anyone is going to New York. Thank you and goodbye.